This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep. P-P-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, while Clark Kent's colleagues and friends worry about his continued disappearance... The great scientist, Dr. John Millicent, confronts them with the astounding and startling news that Kent is gone forever. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. Say, uh, have you sent in for your Superman Crusader ring yet? You can get one, you know, and you'll be proud to wear this symbol of Superman's fight for tolerance and good sportsmanship. And is this ring terrific? Shiny and silver-looking, with Superman's picture standing right out big and smiling on the front, and the word Superman Crusader on the side. That's to identify you as one of the Superman gang. And you know, this ring is adjustable, too. You can fit it right on your finger yourself. And it's made of such sturdy metal with such a durable silver-like finish, why it'll keep right on looking shiny and slick for a long, long time. Now, to get your Superman Crusader ring, here's what you do. You ask Mom to get you a package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Send the box top along with 10 cents in cash and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 40, that's 4-0, Battle Creek, Michigan. You got that? Send one Kellogg's Pep box top, 10 cents in cash, and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 40, that's 4-0, Battle Creek, Michigan. Ask Mom to get you some P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Now, the adventures of Superman. It is a week since Clark, who, as we know, is Superman, left a farewell letter for his friends at the Daily Planet and then mysteriously disappeared. Nearly frantic with worry, Editor Perry White called in the police, who were unable to find any trace of the reporter. When Kent's friends had almost reached the end of their endurance, Dr. John Millison, a world famous scientist, phoned White, saying he knew a good deal about Kent's disappearance. As we continue now, Dr. Millison has arrived at the Daily Planet. In Perry White's office, the gray-haired editor, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen wait tensely as Millicent begins his strange story. Listen. It was just a week ago today that I telephoned Clark Kent and told him it was imperative that I see Superman at once. You phoned Kent, you say? About Superman? Yes, Mr. White. Superman and I once worked together on uh, a certain matter. 
And he told me at that time that in an emergency I might be able to reach him by contacting Kent, who he said was in touch with him. Oh, I see. Kent said he'd try to contact Superman. And a short time later, Superman arrived. Yes, very kind of you to come here, Superman. Not at all, sir, not at all. You were a great service to me once. If there's anything I can do for you, I'll be delighted. Thank you. But it's not I who need help, it's others. Oh, really? Who? The Apollonians. Apollonians? Who are they? Sit down and I'll explain. All right, thank you. About two years ago, the astronomer, Dr. Bloomfield, announced the discovery of a new planet. Mm -hmm. Soon after that, the planet disappeared. Disappeared? Yes, or at least so it seemed... Because it was no longer visible with our most powerful telescope. I see. But Dr. Bloomfield was convinced that the planet had not just disappeared. It was his theory that some strange phenomena in the planet's orbit, as well as a certain uh, gas masses, uh, which clung around it, had combined to hide it from our sight. And it turned out he was right. You mean the planet's been seen again? Yes, through our new giant telescope. Mm -hmm. I don't recall reading any more about it. Well, Dr. Bloomfield and I decided not to publish any more about it until we were able to verify our, uh, well, rather incredible conclusions. We merely named it Apollo and proceeded to... Apollo? Wait a minute. You said just before that some people you call the Apollonians needed help. You don't mean that this new planet is inhabited? Yes, we're quite sure it is. Great Scott, you... You mean there are men, human beings up there? We don't know if they're men as we are, but we're certain some highly developed form of life exists on Apollo. But how do you know? Your telescope can't be powerful enough to see actual... Of course not. But we judge that to be so principally by the canals. The canals? Yes. The canals cut into the surface of the planet. They appear in a geometrical pattern and give every indication of having been made by men. Or I should say, by some other highly developed form of animal life for the purpose of irrigation. Oh, this is amazing. Look, Dr. Millison, as you know, I was born on another planet myself. It disintegrated. Yes, and... I know. The planet Krypton. Yes, that's right. But I've been given to understand that all other known planets, with the possible exception of Mars and perhaps Venus, could not support human life because of the lack of an atmosphere and the extreme ranges of temperature. Generally speaking, that's true. Especially with the outer planets, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and so on. Uh, partly because of their great distance from the sun. But we've definitely ascertained that the newly discovered Apollo has an atmosphere. Very much like our own here it, on Earth. It has? Yes. And, as you know, we're able to determine the approximate ranges of the temperature on the planets. Yes, I know. Well, Dr. Bloomfield and I believe the temperature on Apollo is like that of southwestern United States. Oh, that's not bad. Not bad at all. Wait, but... Doctor. I think I know why you called on me now. You want me to try to get to Apollo and see if it really is inhabited? Not quite, Superman. I wouldn't consider asking you to risk your life on such a hazardous undertaking merely to gratify our scientific curiosity. Well, then why have you called? Here it is. The people, or whatever form of animal life exists on Apollo, are in great danger of extermination. Extermination? Exactly. Their days, perhaps even their hours, are numbered. Well, what do you mean? Why is that so? Because, as we have observed, the action of Apollo in its orbit is highly erratic. It swings too far. I see what you mean. What's more, its speed is approaching abolition, and it's too great, far too great. So much so that Dr. Bloomfield and I are convinced that Apollo will fly out of its orbit at any time. Uh-oh. And be drawn through space to revolve closely around the sun until everything on it is burned to a cinder. Great, Scott. And that Superman is likely to happen any day, perhaps at any hour. I see. So that's why you call on me to try to save the people, if that's what they are, on Apollo. Yes, Superman. And believe me, I'll understand completely if you refuse. Even you might perish in space. The frightful power of the sun's direct rays might very well destroy you. Or the X-rays, innumerable sunspots throughout space, or the cosmic rays themselves. Or even if you live through them, you might come lost and be drawn to the sun and... and finish that way. Trying to scare me, Doctor? No, I'm just telling you that I'll understand if you refuse this mission. 
The chances of survival are against even you, Superman. And you must balance that against your service on Earth. For a long moment, Superman stood without moving. His forehead was deeply lined in thought. Suddenly, his face cleared and his jaw tightened, and with a clear voice said, I'll do it, Dr. Millicent. You... You mean you'll try to fly to Apollo? Yes, I feel it's my duty. You realize fully that you may never return. Of course I do. But I can't let the inhabitants on that doomed planet perish without at least making an attempt to save them. You're very brave, Superman. Nonsense. I think I can make it because I traveled through space before. Now tell me, when would you say is the best time to go? Right now, while Apollo is closest to Earth. Right now? Yes, this evening, when you can see the planet and set your course. I... All right. I'll meet you at the Mount Arthur Observatory at 8 o'clock tonight. <laughs> Superman appeared on Mount Arthur, on the terrace in front of the observatory. Dr. Bloomfield and I were waiting for him, and we pointed out Apollo, which glowed like a yellowish star between the reddish star of Mars and the white star of Venus. Dr. Bloomfield, for the first time I've known him, was very nervous. There's Apollo, Superman. Oh, yes, yes, I see it. But I don't know. Perhaps you shouldn't try to fly there. Why? You're of such great service to humanity here on Earth. You should perish. Forget it, Dr. Bloomfield. My mind is made up. Oh, uh, by the way, I'm taking someone with me. What? What did you say? I said I'm taking a, a, pat, a passenger along, uh, Clark Kent, the Daily Planet reporter. Oh, no, you can't do that. Certainly not. It's impossible. Why? Why he wouldn't be able to live in space. Well, I, uh, I'll take care of that. Well, time to go now. Kent's waiting nearby. I'll pick him up and then shoot for Apollo. Bye, Dr. Millison. Bye, Dr. Bloomfield. Goodbye, Superman. And good luck. God bless you. Thank you. I'll see you soon, I hope. Up! Up! And away! Dr. Bloomfield and I heard a great rush of wind. Then we saw a sort of flash and blur as Superman leaped from the earth and streaked away into the sky. We stood on the terrace of the observatory and watched him dwindle away to a speck in the starlit sky and then disappear. Bound for that yellowish ball in the heavens which we called the planet Apollo. In the office of Editor Perry White at the Daily Planet, Dr. John Millicent has just related how Superman had rocketed away into the heavens, bound for the doomed planet Apollo. Now, as Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen sit in speechless awe, Perry White finds his breath first. That, I gather, was the last you saw of Superman and Clark Kent. Yes, Mr. White. Well, that's no reason to be sure they're lost forever, as you say, Dr. Millicent. They may be up on that planet right now. Uh, Apollo, or whatever its name is. I don't think so. Well, why do you say that? Because I had agreed with Superman that if he and Kent lived through the trip, they would both return to Metropolis within three days. Three days? Yes, Mr. White. We agreed that if Superman and Kent failed to return within three days, it would indicate that they had perished. Good Godfrey. Those were Superman's own words. He and Kent have been gone seven days. So, I regret to say, now I know, they will never return. <laughs> Faces drawn and drained of all color. Perry White, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen stare at the sad-faced Dr. Millicent. No longer able to doubt that Superman and Clark Kent have vanished forever. Is Dr. Millicent right? Has the heretofore unconquerable Superman been destroyed at last? We'll find out tomorrow when we make an amazing discovery. So whatever you do, be sure to hear tomorrow's thrilling episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet.
For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, Sunshine Cereal. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it? You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to take tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Kellogg's Cap. P, E, P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Serial, presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman awakens to find that what he thought was a bad dream is actually a serious reality. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say it, how'd you like to wear a Superman Crusader ring with a picture of Superman standing out big and powerful on the front? Boy, that's a ring to be proud of, believe you me, because it's a sort of symbol of Superman's fight for tolerance and good sportsmanship. And you'll be identified as a Superman Crusader, too, when you wear your ring. And you'll be mighty proud of how terrific it looks. It's made of shiny, silver-looking metal with Superman's pictures, I said, on the front and the word Superman Crusader clear and plain on the side. Adjustable, too. Sure, it's easy to fit right on your finger yourself. And it's so sturdy and durable with a special sort of silver-like finish that'll wear and wear keep right on looking shiny and slick for a long, long time. Now, to get your own Superman Crusader ring, ask Mom to get you a package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Send the box stop along with 10 cents in cash and your name and address clearly printed to Superman Box 40, that's 4-0, Battle Creek, Michigan. Let me say that again now. Send one Kellogg's Pep box stop, 10 cents in cash, and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 40, that's 4-0, Battle Creek, Michigan. Send in today, gang, for your Superman Crusader ring from P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. 
As you remember, Dr. John Millison, the renowned scientist, told Editor Perry White, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen that Superman, saying he was taking Clark Kent with him, had set out for a newly discovered planet called Apollo, which the scientists believed was inhabited, and which, according to their observations, was doomed to fly out of its orbit and be consumed by the sun. Superman had gone there to warn the Apollonians and make an attempt to save them. And before he left, he told Dr. Millicent that if all went well, he would return to Earth within three days. But now a full week has gone by with no word, and Dr. Millicent is finally certain that Superman and Kent have perished. But as we learn now, Superman has not perished. For on the planet Apollo, where giant forests, great fields, and high, lonely mountains stretch as far as the eye can see, we find Man of Steel lying on a sunlit hill at the edge of a forest of towering, silver-leaf trees. His eyes are closed and feel as if they are weighted with lead, and his limbs seem heavy with the weight of mountains. Struggling back to consciousness through fog-like mists, he recalls a strange experience, one he is not yet sure was real or only a dream. Harry, giants at least ten feet tall surrounding me when I landed on the planet. They couldn't speak. I tried to make them understand me. My name is Superman, I told them. I come from Earth. I've come to warn you that your planet is in danger. It was no use. I didn't know what I was talking about. But one of them brought me a clay bowl filled with water. I took this for a friendly gesture. Besides, I was very thirsty after my trip from Earth. I drank the water. Then I began to feel Dream that? Or was it real? I must find out. I've got to get up. I... Oh. But I. I. Can't move. Gritting his teeth, Superman tries to sit up to rise. But his limbs will not obey his will. His eyes open, and he sees high above him in the silver leaf trees brilliantly feathered birds, large as roosters, which hop and jerk through the branches. To his right, at the foot of the long hill, stretches a wide, fertile valley. Superman's eyes widen as he sees a strange sort of pillared temple, roofed but without walls, made of smooth clay and banked by terrace after terrace of oddly shaped, vividly colored flowers of every hue. The movement to his other side causes him to turn his head, and his breath expels sharply at what he sees. For there, squatting on their haunches in a semicircle, staring at him stonily, are dozens of the hairy giant men of his nightmare. Only now, Superman knows he is not dreaming. I... I didn't just dream it. These... These giants, they're real. But what's the matter with me? I can't move. It's as if my arms and legs were stone. You, you men or giant creatures, whatever you are, you must know what's wrong with me. Help me. I'm coming to save you. To save you, can't you understand? Well, don't just squat there like wooden statues. Listen to me. Oh, what's the truth? Either they don't understand or they won't talk. If I could... They're all getting to their feet. What? Why, they're bowing. What's that for? Oh, those two men coming up the hill. They're not giants. They're not covered with shaggy hair like these big fellows are. Strange garments they're wearing. Like, like tunics made of shining metal. Maybe I can make them understand me. Two men, listen. My name is Superman. I come from the planet Earth to help you. Santa Claus? Arthur Wong. Oh, 
I could only move my hands enough to try some sign language. Now move. No, wait a minute. What are you doing? Oh. Well, you want to put a helmet like the one you're wearing on my head. Well, go ahead. I can't see how that'll do any harm. There. No, speak. What the? My ears playing tricks on me now? It works, Thane. It works. Did I not say it would work, Cor? Scott, I can hear and understand you now. Why didn't you tell me you spoke language? Nay, we speak not your language, stranger. It is the helmets we wear that transmit our minds thoughts to each other. Scott, I think I understand how this works. Your lips aren't saying the words I hear. You're still speaking a language I don't understand. But the meaning of your words, your thoughts are reaching me in my language. You understand well, stranger. Tell us now. Who are you? Well, whence come you? I... Why are you here? Oh, only I weren't so strangely weak. Well, it'll probably pass over. Meanwhile, I'll answer your questions. My name is Superman, and I came here from Earth to tell you Earth. That... Where is Earth? That is another planet in the universe. A planet similar to yours, though somewhat larger. Another planet yes. inhabited by living, breathing people? That's right. What? That, that's incredible. Well, let me go on, please. I, I came here from Earth to help you to save your lives. Save our lives? Yes, to warn you that our great scientists have reason to believe you are in great danger of destruction. Because your planet, which we on Earth call Apollo, is on the verge of plunging out of its orbit. What you... Hold your tongue, Cor. Proceed, stranger. Yeah. Our men of science believe that this planet is headed too close to the sun. And may soon reach a point at which it'll be consumed by the sun's heat, so that all plant and animal life on it will perish. Aye, it is just as I have said for some time. What say you think? You have. Some time ago, my observations led me to similar conclusions. But the Ra's, our supreme ruler of the universe, ordered me to hold my tongue under pain of punishment. Now, now I know it's true. Our planet is doomed to destruction. Who is us? Maybe, maybe I can help you convince your ruler and your people. If only I was so weak, I can't imagine Quick why. Quickly, him to his feet. We must get him to the court of Roz before before he can no longer speak. I say. Come, my friend, put your arms about our shoulders. It's all right. What do you mean by before I can no longer speak? Do you recall the water you were given to drink by the giants who first found you? Water, yes. Look about you. See how yon road is lined with what appears to be giant statues of stone? Yes. Those were not carved. They were once living men living. who turned to stone after drinking that same water. What? Aye. Uh, it is a liquid we call stone water, which ossifies living flesh and bone, turning it to cold, hard stone. Uh, and that, that is the water you drank straight. No. And now you too are turning to stone. Unbelievably weak, barely able to stand even with the support of Thane and Kor. Superman stares wide-eyed at the many giant figures of stone that line the road leading to a pillared temple in the valley. Can this actually be happening to the Man of Steel? On the faraway planet Apollo, two inhabitants, Kor and the silvery-haired scientist Thane, have just told Superman that he has drunk some of the stone water, a miraculous liquid which turns men to stone. Strangely weakened, Superman gasps. You... You mean those... Those giant statues lining the road were once living men. Aye, they were slave giants who earned the displeasure of our ruler and were forced to drink of the stone water. The same water you drank, stranger. Right, Scott. Now you too are no doubt turning to stone. No. No, that's impossible. I, I'm Superman. I can't be turned to stone. Nothing can happen to me. Only, only kryptonite. Can affect me. We must hurry, Thane, if you uh, speak with the Ra's or uh, Hold him, Cor. He grows oh, weaker. I... Oh, my head. 
Oh. Uh, getting light. Getting busy. I can't breathe. Oh. He has fallen, Plane. I call. He has lost consciousness. Now I fear he may be beyond help. Rob's first of his strength and now of consciousness. The man of steel lies helpless on the planet Apollo, seemingly, according to two men of the strange planet, under the influence of a curious liquid said to turn men into stone. Can it be possible that Superman, the super being of Earth, is being turned into a lifeless statue? Thus making true the words of Dr. Millicent, who said that Clark Kent, who is Superman, will never be seen by his friends again. Whatever you do, gang, don't miss Monday's thrilling episode when we learn more about what happens to Superman on the planet Apollo. Be sure to tune in again Monday. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, while Superman has not perished on the planet Apollo, its very existence hangs in the balance, subject to the will of their leader, Roz, so-called ruler of the universe. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Hey, here's something that you'll be glad to hear. Kellogg's Pep has fixed it so that you can still get a Superman Crusader ring of your own. This offer has been extended for just a few days to give you a chance to send for your Superman Crusader ring so that you can be right in with the crowd. And boy, will you feel like strutting around when you wear it. You see, this Superman Crusader ring identifies you as a Superman Crusader, too. Sure, makes you a part of Superman's fight for tolerance and sportsmanship. And for looks, well, boy, this ring is really terrific. Made of sturdy silver-looking metal with a shiny, durable finish that keeps right on looking slick and shiny. It'll wear and wear. Superman's picture stands right out in the front, and the words Superman Crusader are printed clear and plain right on the side. And the ring's adjustable, so it's easy to fit right on your finger yourself. Now, how do you get your Superman Crusader ring? Why, it's easy. Ask Mom to get you a package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Send the box top along with 10 cents in cash and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 40, that's 4-0, Battle Creek, Michigan. You got that now? Send one box top from a package of Kellogg's Pet. 10 cents in cash and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 40, that's 4-0, Battle Creek, Michigan. Get your Superman Crusader ring from P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pet. And now, the adventures of Superman. When Superman learned that a newly discovered planet called Pulp was believed to be inhabited and that it was doomed to fly out of its orbit, he undertook a hazardous flight of mercy. 
Arriving on Apollo, he encountered a party of hairy giants, nine feet tall and possessed of amazing strength, but who lacked the power of speech. They offered him water, and after drinking it, Superman fell into a deep sleep which lasted for many days. And when he awoke, all his great strength had departed. Two men of normal size, wearing tunics, silvery metal, and strange helmets, then appeared, and placed a similar helmet on Superman's head. To his astonishment, he was then able to converse with them. The men said they were taken to their ruler, known as the Roz. But as Superman started off with them, he collapsed. Just before he lost consciousness, he heard one of the men say, You have drunk of the liquid which turns men to stone. You will remain here forever as a creature of stone. As we continue now, Superman has been carried to a long one-room hut made of smooth clay and placed on a bed of boughs. Above him, a silver pipe stuck to the wall supports an open lantern carved in the form of a crescent moon. A bright orange flame burns in the lantern. And by its light, the elderly white-bearded man called Thane watches Superman's face anxiously. Now, as Superman's eyes flutter open, Thane breathes a sigh of delighted relief. Ah, the stranger regained consciousness. Where? Where am I? You are in my house, stranger. Thank the star you are still alive. Your house? Oh, yes, I remember. Your name is... Thane. Yes, Thane. There was another man with you who... I... His name is Kor. Yes, he said... The liquid that giants gave me to drink was turning me to stone. Aye, that is so. But that can't happen to me. I, I'm Superman. Nothing can happen to me. Perhaps that is so. Well, then, why can't I move? I know not, stranger. However, I do not believe you are turned to stone. I have felt uh, hands and feet. They are yet flexible. Why can't I move them? Why do I find it hard to breathe? What's wrong with me? I know not. But perhaps there is some difference in our atmosphere which robs you of your strength. Maybe that's it. Wait, I think I'm starting to feel a little stronger. Yes. It isn't quite so hard to breathe now. Good. Perhaps you become now acclimated to our atmosphere. Look. Move my fingers a little. Good, good. Uh-huh. Tell me, stranger, uh-huh. is it true what you said before of this planet being in danger? Of course it's true. That's why I came here. To warn you and try to save you. Your planet is moving out of its orbit. At any time, at any hour, it may plunge out of its orbit and be drawn closer and closer to the sun. And to let everyone on it will be burned to a cinder. Aye, it is as I have long believed, as I tried to tell the Roz. But he and his master astrologers laughed at me. I'll let them see the truth. Oh, if you only can. I must, and quickly, before it's too late. Please help me to my feet. Got to go to your Roz and his astrologers. Oh, if only they will not laugh at you, They too. won't, they won't. Don't worry about that. There I can stand. Your strength has returned? Yes, a little. At least enough so I can walk. Take me to your ruler, Thane. Hurry. I. it is but a short walk down the hill to the temple. Come. Yonder in the valley below us is the temple of the Raz. I see. Can you walk that far, stranger? I, I don't know, Thane. Since we left your house, I, I've been getting weaker again. But I thought your strength... I know, but I'm weak again. But I've got to tell your ruler of the planet's danger and save the people here. Courage, I, courage, stranger. I, you must not die. No, listen, I... I've felt better... In your house. Get me back there. Hurry. I, my daughter comes from the temple. She will help me. Lalo! Lalo! Come quickly! Nay, his heart beats yet, but faintly. Oh, good. See, the color comes back to his face. Hold the light closer, Lalo. Aye, Father. No, you... They say in the temple of the Ra's that this stranger is a spy from one of the slave tribes. A spy? Aye, so they say. And some holy is one of our own people 
who lived and died here long ago, and has no return from the store of the dead for some evil purpose. Oh, they are mad. This stranger comes here from another planet. Earth, he calls it, to warn us of a terrible danger. Boy, boy. Oh, Ilalo, he opens his eyes. It is true. Look, he's awake again. Where? Oh, Thane. Uh, it is I, Thane. Who is this with you? This is my daughter, Lalo. Oh. Uh, quickly, Lalo, remove the lantern. The light me his eyes. I thought... No. No. Bring the lantern back. The lantern? Yes, bring it closer to me, please. Hurry. Uh, bring the lantern to him, Lalo. I thought... Oh, that's better. What is? You know, I feel better when the lantern's near me. It seems to give me strength. Look, Thane, you... You said something before that... Perhaps the atmosphere on this planet was different from Earth. And that's why I lost my strength. I said it might be so. Well, maybe that's the answer. And this lantern, the fire burning in it, must make some change in the atmosphere. Makes it more like Earth. Earth? I do not understand. Oh, Lalo, uh, continue, Strange. Now, look. I can sit up now. When the lantern is close to my face, I feel much stronger. Tell me, Thane. What oil do you burn in this lantern? It is the sacred oil of the temple. Sacred oil? Aye. There is a spring of it in the earth below the temple. Only the Ra's and his astrologers, the physicians, and the families of the royal line are granted a small supply of the sacred oil to burn in our land. I see. Well, look, can you get more of it? Enough to fill a few lanterns like this. Oh, no. A hundred of our strongest giant soldiers guard the sacred spring day and night. That is true, stranger. It's impossible to go near it. What? If you tell the Ra's I need it, but it'll restore my strength so I can save him and his people. Oh, we could not do that, stranger. Why? For... They say at the temple that you are here for an evil purpose. Oh, of all the nonsense, I... Even now they wait to hear you speak in the temple and to pass judgment upon you. Or never would they grant you the sacred oil. I see. Well, then, there's only one thing to do. Dane Lalo, please help me to my feet. Uh, What do you propose to do, stranger? Thank you. I must do everything I can to save the people on this doomed planet and myself, too. I've got a plan. But I've got to act quickly. Come. I'll carry the lantern. You two help me walk. Supported by Thane and his daughter, Superman rises from the bed of boughs and starts from Thane's hut. What is his plan? Aided by Thane and his young daughter, Lalo, Superman has left Thane's hut once more and holding the strange crescent-shaped lantern before his face, starts down the long hill to where the roofed amphitheater of the rod, banked by terrace after terrace of brilliantly colored, oddly shaped flowers stands in the fertile valley. Are you not going to tell us your plan, stranger? Yes, Thane. I'm going to talk to this ruler of yours, the one you call the Raz and his astrologers. I'm going to make them understand their danger on this doomed planet. Then I'll ask for enough of their sacred oil to burn and restore my strength. Oh, but that is fruitless. For they will never give it to you. I am fearful that Lalo is right, stranger. Well, I... The Raz and his astrologers are cruel men and ignorant. They laugh at my science. If my daughter would not held in such esteem by the Ra's own daughter, the princess, I would long ago have been turned to stone. Oh, speak not so, Father. Well, maybe I can... Maybe I can make Ra's and his astrologers change their minds. Maybe I... Hark! What's that? The temple bells. It means they have seen us approach. See, the giant soldiers come to take us to the Ra's. Oh, Father... I'm afraid for the stranger. Don't be afraid, Lalo. I won't fail. I can't fail. A few minutes 
later surrounded by dozens of the powerful hairy giants. Superman, Thane, and Lalo are led into the Temple of the Raz, where the weakened man of steel must plead not only for the lives of all on this strange planet, but for his own life as well. What will happen as Superman, deprived of his great powers, faces the ignorant and superstitious rulers of another world? Tomorrow's episode is tense and exciting, fellows and girls, so don't miss it. Tune in. Same time. Same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P-Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman, strangely weak, is led to the exalted presence of the Raz, ruler of Apollo, to plead not only for the existence of the Apollonians, but for his own life as well. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. Hey, I'm sure glad to tell you that you can still get your Crusader ring. That's because Kellogg's Pet doesn't want a single one of you to feel left out. When you see all your friends wearing one, I know that every one of you fellas and girls will want to have one, too. Besides, this Superman Crusader ring means a lot. It identifies you as a Superman Crusader, too. Shows that you're in the know about Superman's crusade for good Americans. And then, this ring is such a slick-looking job. It's shiny and silver-looking, with Superman's picture standing right out big and smiling on the front, and the word Superman Crusader printed clear and plain on the side. Adjustable, too. Sure, you can fit it right on your finger yourself. And it's made of such sturdy metal with such a durable silver-like finish, it'll keep right on looking shiny and slick for a long, long time. Now, here's the dope about how to get your Superman Crusader ring. Ask Mom to get you a package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Send the box top along with 10 cents in cash and your name and address clearly printed to Superman Box 40, that's 4-0, Battle Creek, Michigan. You got that? Send one Kellogg's Pet box top, 10 cents in cash, and your name and address clearly printed to Superman Box 40, that's 4-0, Battle Creek, Michigan. Remember, that's P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. When Superman arrived on the planet Apollo to warn the inhabitants they were in danger of destruction, he found himself in mortal danger, fighting for breath and robbed of his great strength. He discovered his condition was apparently due to the lack of some necessary element in the atmosphere of Apollo, and that this could be corrected only when a lantern burning what the Apollonians called a sacred oil was brought near him. After regaining some of his strength with the aid of Thane, aged scientist, and his daughter Lalo, Superman insisted on being taken to see the rods of Apollo, supreme ruler of the planet. For, as he told Thane, 
If I can convince the Raz that Apollo is in danger of destruction, I may be able to save the lives of all who live on this doomed planet. As we continue now, a white-bearded thing carrying the crescent-shaped lantern in front of Superman leads the Man of Steel into the Temple of the Raz, a high-roofed amphitheater. There on a raised dais sits the ruler of Apollo, a wiry middle-aged man with a hawk-like nose and a thick braid of black hair growing from the top of his otherwise shaven head, on front of which is tattooed a golden circle, bright as the tunic of beaten gold in which he is clothed. At his feet sit his three ranking court astrologers, their heads too entirely shaven, and their skulls tattooed with symbolic marks of the zodiac in gleaming silver. Temple bells begin a solemn tolling as Superman, still supported by Thane, approaches the royal dais, which is guarded by a dozen huge, ferocious giants, nine feet tall, and fully as powerful as Superman himself. A hundred men, court favorites of the Raj, who are seated on stone terraces, don the strange helmets, similar to those worn by Superman and Thane. And as the two men pause before the throne of the Raj, regard their red and blue clad prisoner with hostile curiosity. Suddenly the Raj raises his hand. The temple bells cease tolling. A hush falls on the assemblage. And a nod from the ruler, Thane speaks. Oh, my Raj, ruler of the universe, I commend to you this stranger who has come to us from another world to bring a message of utmost importance. I beg that you listen and heed to his words. What mean you he comes from another world? Do you, my court astrologers, know of the existence of other inhabited worlds? Hey, you Raz, there are none. None except those inhabited by spirits of our dead? Then the stranger must be a spirit who has returned here for some purpose. Nay, that is not so. Of course not. I come from Earth. It must be so. It can be nothing else. Oh, silence. Tell us, stranger, if you are not a spirit, are you then a spy from some distant conquered tribe which smarts under my rule? Certainly not. On the contrary, I've come here to save your life and the lives of your people. What is that you say? He speaks the truth, Oraz. I can prove he is no spy. Then speak, then. This stranger who calls himself Superman drank of the liquid which turns men to stone. Seven days have gone by, and still he has given no signs of authentication. Does not that prove that he is not of this planet? Aye, it does. It proves, but then he is a spirit from a star of the dead. An evil spirit come here to do us harm. I wish to hear what he has to say. It will amuse me. Speak, stranger. I come, as I told you before, from another planet. A planet called Earth, which is inhabited by millions of people, living, breathing humans. It is a lie. There is no planet inhabited by people other than ours. All other planets are people by spirit. Silence. Let none speak other than a stranger. Proceed. Why did you come here? Because scientists on Earth have discovered that your planet is in danger of utter destruction. How is that possible? Almost any day, perhaps even any moment, your planet may leave its orbit and plunge toward the sun, coming so close that every living thing here will be burned to a cinder. What say you to that, my astrologer? It is sheerest nonsense, sire. Such a thing cannot happen. Listen to me, sire. Heed this stranger, for I know he speaks the truth. For some time, my observations have indicated that all goes not well with our planet. This I have communicated to you, and you, in your infinite wisdom, have chosen to disregard my warning. It is my belief that this is still not... No, no, listen to me. It is a conspiracy against you, Oroz, between pain and the spirit, whose presidency is conjured up through some strange magic. That's ridiculous. Will you please they let me... They have long been known to oppose your rule, Oroz. Know you not that he cannot be trusted? Heed me, sire. Oh, friend. My astrologers speak words of wise counsel. Since I have long known that you think me a despot, that you have decried my ruthless conquering of weaker tribes, that you frown with angry displeasure on our enslavement of the giants, is that not so? It is true, sire. 
that slavery is wrong, that all men have equal right to live peacefully in freedom. You hear that, sire? You believe now that Payne conspired against wait you? A minute, wait a minute. Payne is right about all men being free, but what's that got to do with the fact that if you don't act soon with me, you'll be destroyed? Can we say that if not... It is impossible! It is not impossible. It's happened before. Listen to me a moment. Let me tell you about that. Some years ago, another planet, Krypton, was in danger of destruction. This came to the attention of a man of science like Thane who attempted to warn his people of their danger, but they ridiculed him as you ridiculed Thane. But he continued to warn them right up to the fateful day when strange rumblings were heard on Krypton. But they laughed at him. This time for the last time. Before long, the hour of destruction of Krypton arrived. It was too late for the scientist to save even himself or his wife. But he used a small-scale model of a rocket ship he had designed in which to save his son. And at the very instant, the Krypton exploded into a million pieces. The tiny rocket ship bearing the child was launched. Finally, it arrived safely on Earth, where the boy grew into a man. I'll know you this story so well, stranger. Because I was that child. I came to Earth from Krypton. You? Yes. That's why I risked my life to come here to save your people from the fate suffered by all on Krypton. It is a trick, sir. Oh. I expect to remove you from power. He's not the selfish mouthing to the astrologers, oh my Ross. This stranger speaks the truth. Of course I do. Give me your cooperation and I'll help you build spaceships of the light, strong metal I've noticed here. In those ships, I can take you all safely to Earth. Let us begin at once and work quickly, sir. No, no. This stranger is the spirit who would take us all to the start of the dead. He can fire for saying to destroy us, sire. Fools that you are. Silence! I wish to consider the words of the stranger and his relationship to Thane. Slaves, take them to an anteroom and guard them well. At the command of the Roz, the weakened Superman, still half supported by Thane, is led away to await the ruler's judgment. In an anteroom of the Temple of the Roz, Superman and Thane await the judgment of the ruler of the planet Apollo, guarded by six giants of fabulous strength. Superman retains consciousness only by sitting near the burning lamp, whose fumes provide an element lacking in the atmosphere of Apollo. Suddenly, the temple bells begin their solemn tolling. What are the bells tolling for now, Thane? That signifies that the Raz is ready to pass judgment. Uh-oh. The guards indicate that we shall go with them now. Come. It is my considered opinion, stranger confirmed by my wise men and astrologers that you are in truth a spirit returned from a star of the dead. Oh, listen Hold to me. Hold your tongue when the Lord speaks. Further, I am in accord with the opinion that you have come here in a fiendish attempt to destroy me and my people. How can you believe that nonsense? It is likewise my belief that you, Thane, have conspired with this stranger. Oh, no, sir. Ridiculous. Or you have shown yourself to be the stranger's friend, where you have often shown yourself to be my enemy. Therefore, it is my decree that on the morrow, as dawn breaks, Thane shall be forced to drink of the liquid which shall turn him to stone. Oh, no. You can't do that. I won't let you. What can you do against my giants without the flame of the sacred oil to give you breath? Well, I... It is only too kind, Superman. Yes, I... I'm afraid it is. As for you, stranger, you are to be placed in a dark cell, to be kept there without food and drink, until your spirit departs once more to the star of the dead... Take them away. Helpless to defend himself and his friend, Thane, Superman tries to force strength back into his once powerful muscles. Then groans in frustration 
as he watches giant slave soldiers advance on him. With Superman seemingly helpless to resist the fate to which both he and Thane have been condemned, what will happen to him now and to the people of the doomed planet Apollo? Tomorrow's episode is packed with thrills and excitement, gang, so don't miss a minute of it. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, Sunshine Cereal. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's F. P-P-P-Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Serial presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, as Superman is condemned to die by the Raz, ruler of Apollo, the planet itself continues to revolve relentlessly closer to the shadow of its inevitable doom. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. Say, uh, have you set in for your Superman Crusader ring yet? Then hop to it, because you wouldn't want to miss out. And this offer won't last much longer. Now, uh, keep a pencil and paper handy, and I'll tell you how to get one in just a few seconds. You see, this ring is a symbol of Superman's fight for tolerance and good sportsmanship. And you'd like to be identified as the Superman Crusader, wouldn't you? Sure. And you'll be proud to wear this ring because it's a doggone smart-looking too. Shiny and silver-like, with Superman's picture standing out big and smiling on the front, and the word Superman Crusader on the side. The ring's adjustable, too. You can fit it right on your finger yourself. And it's made of such sturdy metal with such a durable silver-like finish, it'll keep right on looking shiny and slick for a long, long time. Now, here's how to get your own Superman Crusader ring. Ask Mom to get you a package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pet. 
Send the box top along with 10 cents in cash and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 40. That's 40 Battle Creek, Michigan. You got that? Send one Kellogg's Pep box top, 10 cents in cash, and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 40. That's 40 Battle Creek, Michigan. Ask Mom to get you some P.E.P., the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Now the adventures of Superman. On the planet Apollo, where powerful giants are the slaves of normal-sized individuals, and where men can be turned into stone, Superman, who came to warn the inhabitants that they are facing destruction, is himself in mortal danger. First, something in the atmosphere of the strange planet robbed the man of steel of all his great strength. And only when a lantern burning a certain oil was brought near him could he manage to retain consciousness. Then the Raz, ruler of Apollo, scoffed at Superman's warning that his planet was about to leave its orbit and condemned him to death. And Thane, an elderly scientist who supported Superman, was likewise condemned. Meanwhile, millions of miles away on Earth, Editor Perry Wright and Jimmy Olsen, who are unaware that Superman and Clark Kent are one and the same person, are in the high vaulted observatory on Mount Arthur with Dr. John Millison, the famous scientist, whose startling findings had sent the Man of Steel to Apollo. Jimmy is looking through the huge telescope. Listen. Oh, all right. Looks as if there are a lot of high peaks on it. Those are mountains, young man. Oh. Uh, come on, Jim. You've spent enough time traveling. We've got to get back to the office. Oh, just a minute, Mr. White. I'm trying to... To what? Now, don't tell me you're trying to see Kent and Superman up there. Well... Oh, isn't that ridiculous? I thought if you saw Apollo through the telescope and realized how far away it is and the hopelessness of it all, you'd accept the inevitable. Well... Mr. White is right, Jim. You'll just have to make up your mind that you'll never see Clark Kent again. Well, I'm not so sure. He's with Superman, isn't he? Well, yes. Well, then he's all right. Nothing can happen to Superman, and I know he won't let anything happen to Mr. Kent. Look, Jim, I feel just as bad about Kent as you do, but we must face the facts. You know, Superman told Dr. Millicent that if all went well, he and Kent would come back to Earth within three days. Oh, sure, I know, but And now, eight days have gone by, and they're still not back. Maybe, but... I remember when he went to Utopia, he was caught for a while by the force of gravity up there. Maybe he's stuck on Apollo like that, too. If he is uh, stuck on Apollo, as you suggest, Jim... I'm afraid he and Kent are irrevocably lost anyhow. What do you mean, Doctor? Why? Why can't he work his way out of that as he did before? I hate to say this, because it'll doom your last hope. But Apollo has already left its orbit. Huh? Yes, and it's now revolving around its moon. Good God, Well, is that so bad? Very bad. Because as it loses energy, it'll be drawn closer and closer to the sun. Until it and every living thing on it, even Superman, will be consumed by the sun's terrible rays. Oh, no. His last hope for Clark Kent and Superman gone, Jimmy Olsen turns away from the pale Perry White and Dr. Millicent to hide the tears in his eyes. Meanwhile, 31 million miles away on the doomed planet Apollo, Clark Kent and his identity of Superman is also on the verge of losing hope. With the elderly white-bearded Thane, Superman has been placed in a dark, thick cell below the Temple of Raz, deprived of the oil-burning lantern which affects a change in the atmosphere, thus permitting him to breathe. Superman has grown so weak that he can barely lift a hand and has to fight to retain consciousness. Look, look bad, Thane. Sorry I got you into this trouble. Well, blame not yourself, Superman. You meant well for me and for my people. But even had you not come here and our planet were not in danger, my days would still be numbered. What do you mean? I have long been in ill favor with the Raz, our ruler. Oh? Because he feared that eventually I might lead the giant slaves and all the others in demand for their freedom. How could I? Look at the rise and slay those huge, powerful giants. They're almost as strong as, as I was on Earth. Aye, but they're slow-witted, and the Raz took advantage of them. He sent men secretly to the far mountains where the giants lived to pollute the rivers and streams with the liquid oh. developed by his wicked position. 
hundreds of giants, after drinking the water, turned to stone. Great Scott. They put fear into their hearts. Then the Raz sent word that he would turn all the giants to stone unless they acknowledged him their god and master. Terrified by this magic, they could not fight. They came from the mountains to do his bidding. And with their aid, the Raz conquered all the people of this planet and made them his miserable slaves. Well, we've had men like your Raz on Earth. Particularly a man named Hitler. But eventually, the freedom-loving nations got together, conquered us. Oh, men are now free on this Earth you come from, Superman? Yes, at the moment. I wish I could help you free your people here, too. But for one of the few times in my life, I'm afraid I failed. Well, it is clear that without the sacred oil to burn, you must perish. And tomorrow, I will be forced to drink of the liquid, which will turn me to stone. Then all on this poor planet, the many good with a few evil, will be lost in the consuming heat of the sun. Perhaps any hour. Oh, if only I could... If only you could watch Superman. Spring of sacred oil. A deep pool of it, just under this temple. It's a couple of hundred feet below us. I know. If only I could get to it and set it afire. That would restore my strength and I could save this planet. But that is impossible, so think not on it. Save your small remaining strength. This clay floor is only a couple of feet thick. If I had even half my usual strength, I could easily smash right through it. Oh, but what's the use? I can't break through. Right now, I can't even punch my way through a paper bag. Oh, make no noise. The giant slaves stand oh. guard outside this cell. No use. I'm weak as a kid. Oh. What is it? Can't breathe. This atmosphere. Without the burning oil. Sorry. I, I wanted to help you. But I... I... Oh. Superman. Superman. Oh, I fear this is the end of it. And with him goes our only hope. His hands clasped in hopeless anguish. Thane stares down at the limp, motionless figure of Superman. Is this the end of the Man of Steel? When Superman lost consciousness in the dark, thick walled cell below the Temple of the Raz, Thane, his elderly companion, abandoned all hope for himself and the people of the doomed planet Apollo. As we join him now, he sits with his head on his knees, so lost in despair that he pays no attention to a furtive scraping sound nearby. But suddenly the sound is louder. Then there is a hard, muffled thud and the bleak settling of dirt. A low rush of damp cold air chills Thane's ankles. Suddenly conscious of the change, he raises his head. But he can see nothing in the pitch darkness. Then through a hole in the thick clay floor emerges his young daughter, Lalo. Quickly she pulls herself up and steps into the cell. A moment later, a silent, barefooted giant looms up behind her like a tremendous dark shadow. Lalo! You stand, Father. It was this giant slave stand guard just outside your cell. I know. How did you... Uh, Lalo, beware. One of the giants is behind you. Shh. It is Uart, the lawful slave of the princess. The slave of the princess? Aye. She sent him with me secretly to find a way into this cell and to bring both you and a stranger to her quarters. Yes, but when? How? When the Rose refused to heed her pleas for the lives of you and the stranger who called himself Superman, she had Ord bring many jars of the sacred oil to her own quarters. Yes? Then we set out to bring Superman there, where the oil would be set afire to restore him to his strength so that he may save us from the destruction that threatens us. The princess has indeed a noble heart. I fear she acts too late, Lalo. What mean you, Father? Because Superman is near to death, my child. See, see how he lies there, scarcely breathing. But his heart still beats, Father. Perhaps there's still time to save him. Or pick him up quickly. <coughs> but uh, how can we... Come, Father. There are secret stairways below here. One of which leads to the apartment of the princess. Or it will lead the way. I fear it's too late, Lalo. Oh, perhaps not. 
Wood, you lead the way. Ah. We must proceed with the utmost care. For many of the Rother soldiers are below. Should we be seen or heard, we all die at once. No. We'll be careful. Come, Father. Aye, right, let's go. And may the great king protect us. the limp unconscious figure of Superman swung easily over his huge shoulder. The girl Lalo and Thane, her father, stepped through the hole in the cell floor to a dark, narrow, winding flight of damp earthen steps. Begin to descend. One false step. One false move causing them to be seen in this stronghold of the cruel Raz. And they are finished. Will they succeed in reaching the quarters of the princess? And will their attempts to save Superman succeed? There are many thrills and kills ahead, so don't miss tomorrow's thrilling episode. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, surprises, and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it? You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep! P E P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Serial presents the Adventures of Superman. Today, while Superman's very existence hangs in a perilous balance, the whole planet of Apollo draws nearer the sun and complete destruction. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Van McCullough. Say, it's hurry, hurry, hurry. Send in today for your Superman Crusader ring, because time's growing short, and you wouldn't want to be the only one in your crowd without one of these slick-looking rings. 
You see, this ring identifies you as a Superman Crusader. Sure, makes you a part of Superman's Crusade for Good Americans. And is it a slick-looking ring made of sturdy silk-looking metal with a shiny, durable finish that it keeps right on looking shiny and slick come rain or shine? Why, it'll wear and wear. And Superman's picture stands out big and powerful on the front, and the words Superman Crusader are printed clear and plain on the side. And the ring's adjustable, so it's easy to fit right on your finger yourself. Now, here's how to get your own Superman Crusader ring. Ask Mom to get you a package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Tear off the box top and send it along with 10 cents in cash and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 40, that's 4-0, Battle Creek, Michigan. You got that now? Send one Kellogg's Pep box top, 10 cents in cash, and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 40, that's 4-0, Battle Creek, Michigan. Sent in today for your Superman Crusader ring from P.E.P., the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Now, the adventures of Superman. On the strange planet Apollo, where he came to warn the inhabitants they were about to be carried into the sun and destroyed, Superman is now in deadly peril. Something in the planet's atmosphere robbed him of all his great strength, and it was only when a certain oil was burned near him that he could retain consciousness. The Ra's cruel ruler of Apollo scoffed when Superman warned him that Apollo was in danger of destruction and condemned him to a dark cell with an elderly scientist named Thane. Too weak to resist and deprived of the oil fire essential to his breathing, Superman lost consciousness. And Thane had given up hope when his young daughter Lalo, accompanied by a giant slave, entered the cell through a hole the powerful giant had made in the floor. Then carrying the unconscious Superman, the giant wearing a mental telepathy helmet such as that worn by the others, led Thane and Lalo into an underground stairway beneath Roz's temple. And as we continue now, they are proceeding cautiously in single file down the winding narrow clay stairs to almost pitch darkness. Listen. Be careful, Father. That's a weapon. Keep free. I will be careful, Lalo. Tell me, this giant, what is he called? His name is Ood. How can you be certain he is to be trusted? He's the personal slave of the princess. And she swears she would trust him with her own life. Oh, and he leads us now to her quarters. I the princess has many jars of the sacred oil hidden there. Then we will set it afire, so that we may restore Superman's strength. The princess, unlike her tyrannical Daraz, has both wisdom and a noble heart. Now, if only we are not too late to revive Superman. Too late? You think perhaps... Uh, One moment. Does Superman still breathe word? Aye. But most weakly, sire. Lead us quickly to the princess before Superman expires. Hurry. Aye, but have care, sire. Below us is the sacred oil spring guarded by the fiercest of the Raz of Giants. Should they discover us, we will die quickly. We will be careful. Come, Father. Aye, lead on, Ord. Come, then. Here. We approach now a junction of two staircases. One of which goes down to the sacred spring. The other upwards to the quarters within the temple. Follow me closely. Lord. Hold firmly to my hand, Father. Aye, Lalo. Hold. The junction is here. Turn to your right hand and ascend. Come. To the right, Father. Aye. If only we could see. Have patience. It is not far now to the quarters of the princess. Tell me, Father, you spoke of a plan whereby you and he might still save all of us from being consumed by the sun. Aye. What I hope I do. Move no further. What is it, George? Someone come, sire. Listen. You hear? I hear voices. Aye. Perhaps the voices of the giant guards at the sacred spring. Nay, sire. These voices come from above. Why did you come from above? I count two, 
Three voices of men who come from the temple and descend on these very stairs. These stairs on which we stand? Aye. There are no others from the temple. These men must go to the sacred spring for oil. Quickly, turn about and go back. Go back where? Back to the cell. Turn to your left hand. Quickly, sire. And you, mistress, we must hurry or we are discovered and lost. Why? Oh, give a word, Father. It's my hand. I do so, Lalo. Uh. Now, turn now to your left hand. Oh, oh, this is indeed unfortunate. With Superman already so near death. Save your breath, Father. And to move quickly. They are gone. Wait. I hear someone up ahead. Oh, boy. Listen. Aye. Fain and the stranger have escaped. The guards at your cells, Aye. A great hole in the floor. Ah, they have discovered your escape. Who oh, is that? More and worst misfortune. They escaped by the underground stairway. Halt! After them! Aye, after them! They come to us. What should we do? Uh, what can we do? They come both from this staircase and from the temple. We are trapped. There's but one chance. We must descend by the stairs to the sacred spring. Follow me. We cannot go to the spring. You said yourself that it's the fiercest giant guard. We are not. Hurry, please. There's a trail circling the pool of the sacred spring, which leads out into the hills. If we are fortunate, we may escape us without being seen. Hurry, we must attempt it. I see that, Lord. Come swiftly. But be careful not to stumble. Oh, stars. They cannot be long gone. Quickly! Rain and stranger must not escape us. I don't know. I go as fast as I can. Take care. There's make another turn to the right hand. Oh, evil misfortune. Some of you go about on the stairway of the temple. The others come down with me to the sacred spring. Almost can I feel the devil's breath upon my neck. I fear our end is come, Lalo. You must give up hope, Father. Hold. What is it? Why do you stop over? They are close behind us. Just ahead. And below is the pool formed by the sacred spring. I, I see it. In the mountains, the giant guards around it. They are all around the pool. They will see us if we go further. Uh, they are not at this far end of the pool, sire, where the dark moss trees stand. The trail, a narrow one, is between the trees and out to the hills. Descend behind me now. But with utmost caution. I would. We stay with you. Lead on. Come then. Make not a sound. Here's the junction. You four go above to the temple. You others come below with me. All right, we go. What? The guard just sent me same stairs behind us. Oh, whoa. All is lost. Make not a sound. Afraid. Be not afraid. See? The trail is just ahead. We have not yet been seen. In another I moment. You below, charge of the sacred spring. Capture the escaping prisoners of the Lord. Now we are lost. Discovered by fierce giant slave soldiers of the Raz, who guard the sacred spring and pool. The weird half-light cast by the crescent-shaped lanterns of the guard throws huge shadows on the smooth gray wall as the giants swarm on Ord, Thane, and Lalo. Lalo! Lalo!
Stewart, Zane, and Hollow are herded back to the steps to be taken to the rods. During the fight, Superman had fallen to the ground, where, partly revived by the burning oil on the lanterns about him, he had pulled himself dazedly to one knee. Now, as two of the huge giants each reach down a hand and drag him to the stairs, the Man of Steel makes a supreme effort, and taking them totally by surprise, seizes a lantern from a giant and deliberately hurls it into the pool of sacred oil. Once a gigantic huge fire rises over the pool. Black waves of smoke billow through the vast cavern below the temple. Now, you devils, that strength will come back and eat that With horror, Lalo and Crane see Superman struck by a huge giant, fall backward into the flaming pool of oil, slowly sink out of sight beneath the blazing surface. Then, without a backward glance, the giant swiftly rushed the girl and scientist up the smoke-filled stairs. One moment more, and the flaming pool of oil, affecting a change in the atmosphere, would have restored Superman's strength. But now, as he sinks far below the surface, what can save him? And what can Thane and Lalo and all the others of the doomed planet Apollo. More thrilling things happen tomorrow, so be sure to be with us then. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman appears to have the situation on the planet Apollo well in hand, only to find that he has virtually leaped from the frying pan into the fire. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, time's running out. Today's the very last day I'll be telling you how to get one of those slick-looking Superman Crusader rings. So if you haven't sent for your ring, you better get busy right away, because thousands of fellows and girls have already written in, and you wouldn't want to miss out, believe me. You'll want to be identified as a Superman crusader, too, and wear this symbol of Superman's fight for tolerance and good sportsmanship. And will you like the looks of this ring? It's terrific! Made of sturdy, silver-looking metal with a shiny, durable finish that'll keep right on looking shiny and slick for a long, long time. Superman's picture stands out in the front, and the words Superman Crusader are printed clear and plain on the side. Strips, done up in full comic strip colors, too. Look mighty sharp pinned on your jacket or your, or your dress or beanie cap. And uh, how do you get these new pep comic buttons? Why, it's easy. Just ask Mom to get you a package or two of Kellogg's Pep and look inside the package for your prize. That's right, a button in each package. You don't have to send in any money, not even a box stop, and you can't buy them anywhere. All you do is to stock up on the sunshine cereal Kellogg's Pep, the whole wheat flakes with a catchy, sunny flavor that makes breakfast so much fun and so good for you, too. 
That's it, gang. For a sunshine breakfast dish and for exciting prizes, get P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pet. And now, the adventures of Superman. Unable to preserve his strength on the doomed planet Apollo, where he had come in an effort to save the inhabitants from destruction, Superman was forced to return to Earth to consult with Dr. John Millison, the famous scientist. Millicent analyzed a sample of the atmosphere of Apollo Superman had brought back with him and discovered that it contained a high content of krypton gas, which accounted for Superman's loss of strength. He was about to discuss a device which he believed would sustain the Man of Steel on Apollo for a limited time when he received a phone call from the observatory on Mount Arthur. After listening for a moment, Dr. Millicent replaced the phone. And as we continue now, he turns and says solemnly, I'm afraid you'll never return to the planet Apollo, Superman. Ready! I, I must get through, but... My strength is going. Got to get back to work. Find out how to save people on Apollo. Oh, ah, there. Made a little headway that time. I can't stand this much longer. Ah, what's more? Away from this terrible race. Oh, hey. There. I gained a little more. Superman fights as he has never fought before, against the merciless rays of the sun, which make even man's newly discovered atomic power seem puny. Battling for each yard of progress, he continues a little more. Then he girds himself for a final effort in this titanic struggle for his existence. Hours later, an editor Perry White's office in the Metropolis Daily Planet, the gray-haired editor and cub reporter Jimmy Olsen, both swallowing hard to control their emotions regard the galley proof of page one for the next edition, on which, across three columns boarded in a heavy black margin, is a photograph of Clark Kent, whose identity as Superman is unknown to his friends. A great reporter who gave his life to aid humanity. That's a swell caption, Mr. White. Oh, thanks. I wrote it myself. I wrote the story about Kent, too. Did you read it, Jim? Uh-huh. Gee, Mr. Kent gone... I can't realize I'll never see him again. Yeah, it's hard to get used to that. And Superman. We'll never see him again either. Or have him to help us out of jam. That's a terrible blow, Jim. Are, are you sure there's no hope for them? Of course. And so is Dr. Millicent. They've been gone for ten days now, and Superman said if he and Kent weren't back within three days, we'd know they'd been lost. I know, but why do they have to take Mr. Kent along? He isn't a, a Superman. Well, I guess Kent saw a chance to get the biggest story of the age and to learn things which would be of great value to us on Earth, so he insisted on going along. Uh, he was a great reporter. Yeah, and a great guy. Gosh, Chief, I... I... Now, 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 Jim, don't blubber. Kent wouldn't want you to. Uh, I'm not. I don't like Jim. Come play, hurry up. Huh? Well, what's the matter with you, Beanie? Creepers, don't stop to ask questions. Come on. Come hurry. where? What happened, Beanie? Will you please? Oh, golly, come on. It, it, come on to Mr. Kent's office. Huh? What's in Kent's office? Will you please? Come on, hurry. Well, Cleats. Look, Mr. White, at the typewriter. Good you God. You see? It, it, it's a ghost. Good ghost, my eye. Kent, now what in the name of... Oh, yes, there, that's done. Now, oh, if I don't get back from the next trip, the whole story of Apollo is right here, Chief. Oh, gosh, Mr. Ken, I'm so glad to see you. I don't know what to do. Thanks, Jim. I'm glad to see you, too. No, 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 never mind that. Now, you start talking, Ken, before I blow my tongue. I'm sorry, Chief, but I'm not up to talking right now. You're not up to it. But I'm but... worried, and I'm more tired than I ever was in my life. The sun almost finished me. The sun? Yes, the direct rays of the sun in space. I've fought for hours as I never fought before. What's more, you fought against the sun. In space? Oh, what are you talking about? I'm confused, Chief. Uh, yes, yes, that, that, that's right, Jim. I, I mean, Superman did. Well, where is he... Superman now? Oh, he's around. Around where? I don't say it. Don't be silly, Bean. Well, he's, uh, he's waiting for the same thing I am, a call from Dr. Millicent. 
He said he'd call the moment he finished analyzing a sample of atmosphere I brought back from Apollo and devise a means for me to keep my strength up there. Keep huh? your strength? I want to go back to the planet at once. If I don't come back this time, well, I've written the whole story of Apollo for you and for everyone else on Earth. But, but why do you have to go back to Apollo? Jim, there are millions of people up there. There are. And unless I find some way to act and act very quickly, they'll all perish. Every second counts. Maybe that's Millicent now. No, 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 wait, Kent. Hello? Clark Kent speaking. Who? Oh, yes, Dr. Millicent. What's the good word? Oh, boy, so much has happened in the last few minutes. My you head's did, huh? Going round yeah, and round. Well, I'm going round and round. I'm going round. Oh, I see. Well, yes, of course. I'll be right over. I, I, I mean, I'll contact Superman and tell him you want to see him at once. Right, Doc. So long. Well, here I go again. Now, wait, Kent. Where are you going, Mr. Kent? Back to the planet Apollo, I hope. You walk But, Mr. Kent. No, no, no. Wait, you, you can't just I'm sorry, but I can't delay a moment. The story I wrote will tell you everything. Read it. So long. <laughs> Yes, Superman. I've analyzed the sample of air you brought from Apollo, and I know why you lost your strength up there. You do? Why? Because the atmosphere on Apollo consists of more than 20% krypton gas. Krypton gas? Yes. Anyone else on Earth exposed to an atmosphere with such a low oxygen and nitrogen content and so high a krypton content would die almost at once. I see. People in Apollo must have a slightly different lung structure from ours. Uh-huh. Probably a different body chemistry in general. Well, then they, they couldn't exist on Earth, in our atmosphere. Oh, not possibly. Uh-oh. And no one from Earth except you could have existed for so long a time on Apollo. Well, even I practically ceased to exist until I managed to set their lake of sacred oil on fire. That restored my strength. How do you account for that, Doctor? There's obviously some element in the oil which, when burned, added the required oxygen and nitrogen to the air which you needed. I see. Well, tell me, can you devise something for me, a, a tank or something I can carry which will serve the same purpose as the burning oil and allow me to keep my strength on Apollo? Yes, I think I can, but, well, it won't last for a great length of time, of course. It's only got to last long enough for me to save the Apollonians. Hey, but wait, Doctor. I had in mind the use of rocket ships to take the people away, but you say they won't be able to exist on Earth. No, they won't. Well, then how can I save them? I then? have another plan to save the people on Apollo and their planet as well. You have? Yes, it's just possible that you can accomplish it. What? But it'll be tremendously difficult and risky, too. Never mind but... how difficult and risky it is. There are human beings up there, millions of them, and two of them risk their lives for me. I'll do anything possible I can to save them. Anything. All right, Superman. Here's the outline. Oh, excuse me. Dr. Millicent speaking. Who? Oh, yes, Dr. Bloomfield. Now, listen, I have news for you. Superman's here, and he agrees to... What? What's that? Great heavens, what? What happened, Doctor? I see. I see, yes, I... I'll tell him. Well, this is a great shock. Goodbye. Dr. Millicent, you've turned so pale. What's happened? You... You won't have to go back to Apollo now, Superman. What do you mean? It's it's too late. What? Too late to do anything for Apollo now. Alarmed, Superman stares at Dr. Milson, from whose worried face all color has drained. What does the scientist mean? In his laboratory, Dr. John Millicent, world-famous scientist, has just startled Superman by saying... You won't have to go back to Apollo now, Superman. It's too late. Too late to help the unfortunate people on that doomed planet now. What do you mean, Doctor? Why? That was Dr. Bloomfield who just called. He's in the observatory at Mount Arthur. Yes? He tells me that a little over an hour ago, the planet Apollo passed completely out of view of our telescope. Superman fights on. Fights against the immense power of the sun for his life. And for the lives of the helpless human beings on Apollo, whose only hope lies with him. Who will conquer? Superman or the vast unmeasured powers in space? Don't miss Monday's thrilling and surprising episode, fellows and girls. Be sure to tune in again on Monday. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman.
Today, gang, we'd like to salute that swell organization, the Campfire Girls, in its 34th year. Regardless of race, color, or creed, the Campfire Girls offer a program of planned leisure time to girls from 7 to 18. And now, during their current membership march, there's a chance for every girl to join this group, which means fun and friendship to so many. So, to join up, you get in touch with the nearest office of the Campfire Girls. Superman is a copyrighted teacher appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Hello, Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman fights a titanic battle with the elements, unaware that as he struggles, natural forces at work in the heavens are making it increasingly more difficult for him to save the lives of those who are trapped on the doomed planet Apollo. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. Tell you, you want to hear something really exciting? Something that'll make you want to cheer? Well, here's the dope. You've been collecting those nifty comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pep. In fact, they're probably, uh, you've got a lot of them right now pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap. Well, those Pep comic buttons have been so doggone popular, and you fellows and girls get such a kick out of collecting them, that Kellogg's Pep now has a brand new series for you. Yes, sir, 18 new and different comic buttons to collect and to swap duplicates with your pals. For example, there's Toots and Casper, Barney Google, the inspector from uh, Captain Jammer Key, uh, Judy and Corky from Gasoline Alley, Goofy and Beezy from Harold Teen, and Superman, of course. Wouldn't you like to get all 18 of these brand new pep comic buttons? Well, you can, sure, easy as anything. Remind Mom to get you a package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. That's all. Just look inside the pep package and see which button you get. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy these comic buttons anywhere. But you get a really terrific prize, plus a catchy sunny dish for breakfast in every package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Ask Mom for P-E-P, Kellogg's Pep. Now, the adventures of Superman. As you remember, the burning of a lake of oil on the planet Apollo affected a change in the atmosphere and restored Superman's strength. Rescuing Thane, an elderly scientist, and his daughter Lalo from death at the hands of the Raz, tyrannical ruler of Apollo, Superman took them to the safety of a distant village. Then, promising he would return as soon as possible to the doomed planet, the Man of Steel started back to Earth. But while speeding through space, he passed into the direct suns of the rays. Where, numbed by the terrible rays, he felt himself being drawn as if by a giant magnet into the very sun itself. And as we continue now in the vast, empty reaches of space, Superman fights for his life against the mightiest force in the universe. Listen. Ah. If I'm drawn much closer to the sun, I'll be finished. I, I must get through, but, but my strength is going. I've got to get back to Earth. 
find out how to save people on Apollo. Headway that time. I can't stand this much longer. Ah, oh, what's more? Away from this terrible race. Away! I gained a little more. Superman fights as he has never fought before, against the merciless rays of the sun, which make even man's newly discovered atomic power seem puny. Battling for each yard of progress, he continues a little more. Then he girds himself for a final effort in this titanic struggle for his existence. Hours later, in Editor Perry White's office in the Metropolis Daily Planet, the gray-haired editor and cub reporter Jimmy Olsen, both swallowing hard to control their emotions. We guard the galley proof of page one for the next edition, on which, across three columns boarded in a heavy black margin, is a photograph of Clark Kent, whose identity as Superman is unknown to his friends. Great life to aid humanity. That's a swell caption, Mr. White. Oh, thanks. I wrote it myself. I wrote the story about Kent, too. Did you read it, Jim? Uh-huh. Gee, Mr. Kent gone. I can't realize I'll never see him again. Yeah, it's hard to get used to that. And Superman. We'll never see him again either. Or having to help us out of jam. That's a terrible blow, Jim. Are, are you sure there's no hope for them? Of course. And so is Dr. Millicent. They've been gone for ten days now, and Superman said if he and Kent weren't back within three days, we'd know they'd been lost. I know, but why do they have to take Mr. Kent along? He isn't a, a Superman. Well, I guess Kent saw a chance to get the biggest story of the age and to learn things which would be of great value to us on Earth, so he insisted on going along. Uh, he was a great reporter. Yeah, and a great guy. Gosh, Chief, I... I... Now, 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 Jim, don't blubber. Kent wouldn't want you to. Uh, I'm not. I don't want Jim. Come quick, hurry up. Huh? Well, what's the matter with you, Beanie? Chris, don't stop to ask questions. Come on, Come hurry. where? What happened, Beanie? When Jimmy? you see. Oh, golly, come on. It, it, come on, I'm at the Kent office. Well, huh? What's in Kent's office? When you see, come on, hurry. <laughs> Look, Mr. White, at the typewriter. Good you God. You see? It, it, it's a ghost. Good ghost, my eye. Yes, now what in the name of... Yes, oh. there, that's done. Now, oh, if I don't get back from the next trip, the whole story of Apollo is right here, Chief. Oh, gosh, Mr. Ken, I'm so glad to see you. I don't know what to do. Thanks, Jim, I'm glad to see you, too. No, 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 never mind that. Now, you start talking, Ken, before I blow my top. I'm sorry, Chief, but I'm not up to talking right now. You're not up to it. But I'm but... worried, and I'm more tired than I ever was in my life. The sun almost finished me. The sun? Yes, direct rays of the sun in space. I've fought for hours as I never fought before. What more? You fought against the sun. In space? Oh, what are you talking about? Oh, I... Uh, yes, yes, that, that, that's right, Jim. I, I mean, Superman did. Well, where is he, Superman now? Oh, he, he's around. Around where? I don't see him. Don't be silly, Bill. Well, he's, uh, he's waiting for the same thing I am, a call from Dr. Millicent. He said he'd call the moment he finished analyzing the sample of atmosphere I brought back from Apollo and devised the means for me to keep my strength up there. Keep huh? your strength? I want to go back to the planet at once. If I don't come back this time... Well, I've written the whole story of Apollo for you and for everyone else on Earth. But, but why do you have to go back to Apollo? Jim, there are millions of people up there. There are. And unless I find some way to act and act very quickly, they'll all perish. Every second counts. Maybe that's Millicent now. No, 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 wait, Kent. Hello? Clark Kent speaking. Who? Oh, yes, Dr. Millicent, what's the good word? Oh, boy, so much has happened in the last few minutes. My you did, huh? Hey, that's no, fine. I'm going round and round. I'm going wacky. Oh, I see. Uh, yes, of course. I'll be right over. I, I, I mean, I'll contact Superman and tell him you want to see him at once. Right, Doctor. Hold on. 
Well, here I go again. Now, wait, Kent. Where are you going, Mr. Kent? Back to the planet Apollo, I hope. You want to quit, Mr. Kent? No, no, no. Well, you, you can't just I'm walk sorry, but I place. can't delay a moment. The story I wrote will tell you everything. Read it. So long. Yes, Superman. I've analyzed the sample of air you brought from Apollo, and I know why you lost your strength up there. You do? Why? Because the atmosphere in Apollo consists of more than 20% krypton gas. Krypton gas? Yes. Anyone else on Earth exposed to an atmosphere with such a low oxygen and nitrogen content and so high a krypton content would die almost at once. I see. People in Apollo must have a slightly different lung structure from ours. Uh-huh. Probably a different body chemistry in general. Well, then they, they couldn't exist on Earth in our atmosphere. Oh, not possibly. Uh-oh. And no one from Earth except you could have existed for so long a time on Apollo. And even I practically ceased to exist until I managed to set their lake of sacred oil on fire. That restored my strength. How do you account for that, Doctor? There's obviously some element in the oil which, when burned, added the required oxygen and nitrogen to the air which you needed. I see. Well, tell me, can you devise something for me, of a tank or something I can carry which serve the same purpose as the burning oil and allow me to keep my strength on Apollo? Yes, I think I can, but, well, it won't last for a great length of time, of course. It's only got to last long enough for me to save the Apollonians. But wait, Doctor. I had in mind the use of rocket ships to take the people away, but you say they won't be able to exist on Earth. No, they won't. Well, then how can I save them? I have another plan to save the people on Apollo and their planet as well. You have? Yes, it's just possible that you can accomplish it. What? But it'll be tremendously difficult and risky, too. Never mind how difficult and risky it is. There are human beings up there, millions of them, and two of them risk their lives for me. I'll do anything possible I can to save them. Anything. All right, Superman, here's the outline. Oh, excuse me. Dr. Miller speaking. Oh? Oh, yes, Dr. Bloomfield. Now, listen, I have news for you. Superman's here, and he agrees to... What? What? That? Great heavens, what? What happened, Doctor? I see... I see, yes. I'll tell him. Well, this is a great shock. Goodbye. Mr. Millicent, you've turned so pale. What's happened? You... You won't have to go back to Apollo now, Superman. What do you mean? It, it's too late. What? Too late to do anything for Apollo now. Alarmed, Superman stares at Dr. Millicent, from whose worried face all color has drained. What does the scientist mean? In his laboratory, Dr. John Millicent, world-famous scientist, has just startled Superman by saying... You won't have to go back to Apollo now, Superman. It's too late. Too late to help the unfortunate people on that doomed planet now. What do you mean, Doctor? Why? That was Dr. Bloomfield just called. He's in the observatory at Mount Arthur. Yes? He tells me that a little over an hour ago, the planet Apollo passed completely out of view of our telescope. Well, just what does that mean? It means that Apollo has already left the temporary orbit in which it was revolving around its own moon and is now lost in space. Great Scott, then... Then... Somewhere in space, it's being controlled by the sun, being drawn into it to be burned and disintegrated. No. Now, not even you, Superman, can find and save the poor doomed souls on the planet Apollo. Catching his breath, Superman sees in his mind's eye his friend Thane, the young girl Lalo... All the other helpless beings on the strange planet Apollo, as in his ears, rings the voice of Dr. Millicent repeating. Now, not even you, Superman, can find Apollo and save its inhabitants. Is Superman helpless to avert the catastrophe? Must he stand idly by while Thane, Lalo, and millions of other human beings on Apollo are destroyed? You can be sure Superman will not stand idly by, even though he must risk his life again in an even more hopeless cause. Tomorrow we'll see what he does, and we'll find out just what is happening on the planet Apollo. So be sure to be with us then. 
same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!